local environment heroes saving the trees and the bees and doing it daily. That's played. (laughs) So, hey, I'm Julie Bolton. And I'm Ryan Lunky. And we're here presenting Local Environment Heroes. I'm so excited, Julie. So am I. Yeah. This is our first podcast, so we're going to give it a go and see how it runs. So, Ryan, should we explain to our listeners why are we running a podcast? Why are we doing a podcast on Local Environment Heroes? Definitely. Well, I think it was you that mentioned to me that there's so many Local Environment Heroes here in Canberra. Totally. That just don't get their stories told widely enough. And um, we're hoping we might be able to help in some way. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I reckon there's stacks of untold stories of heroes that are doing amazing things for our environment and we need to hear from them because we need more good stories. Definitely. So what do you think, what do we want to get out of this? Well, I'm hoping to learn a lot from um, some really intelligent people and some really active people in our community and hopefully inspire others to um, just try and be an environmental hero. Yep. Awesome. What do you reckon a hero is? Well, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Thinking about it, because there's all sorts of levels. Um, some of my high, higher up heroes, I guess, which I think we're going to get into a little bit later, um, are kind of up on the 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 scale. But also, I think anyone who's just consciously living each day, thinking about putting nature first with each decision they make is pretty much an environmental hero in my mind too. Yeah, I agree. I was talking about it with a friend this morning, I was going for a walk up Mount Ainsley and she was saying, my goodness, there's all these people who do incredible work in their gardens, like just keeping their gardens as native plants and keeping them alive and doing their little thing. Like they're heroes, right? Definitely. So I think we've got to talk to the people that are just on the street doing their thing and then the other people that are on the global stage making a worldwide impact. And we're so lucky in Canberra that we have this huge variety and incredible talent of people that we can just tap into and say, hey, come and tell us your story. Ah, oh, it's so exciting. We can all be heroes, can't we? <laughs> just about <laughs> intent, deciding to be. Yep. yep, totally, totally. So maybe to start off with, we're going to tell a little people a little bit about ourselves just so they know where we're coming from. Perfect. All right, do you want me to start? Go for it. Okay. Who are you, Julie Bolton? Who am I? Well, um, gosh, so mum of three might mm-hmm. come first. Um not Canberra born and bred, no, no. Uh, Melbourne born and bred, but moved to Canberra in my late 20s um, and did not realise how much of a love affair I would end up having with the mountains of Canberra mm. when I moved here. I came from like kind of flat, very tree place in Melbourne, but the Mount, Mount Ainsley and Mount Majuri here are like my second home. Like I'm up there every day and... If anything was to happen to those mountains, I would be totally devastated. Um, so that is a really big part of me. Um, former public servant, but turned more maybe um, <laughs> would be the word. <laughs> uh, uh, are you kind of a consultant, are you? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, like just focusing more on what I can do on sustainability mm. in a hands-on way. So love chatting to kids love chatting to adults, love chatting to anyone about what is sustainability and what can we do and how can we leave the world a little mm. bit better. That's kind of me. That's how about lovely. you? Um, so I am the director of the Canberra Environment Centre, which is where we're sitting now and where this podcast is going to go out through, through our channels. In our brand new Canberra Environment Centre jumpers. That's right. We've got some merch, which is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the director here for seven, seven years now, maybe even getting on seven and a half. Uh, so I must really love the place, which I do. 
Um, for those who haven't been here before, we're just on the ANU campus down near the museum. We've got a community garden. Uh, we've got a recycled bike shop and we run a lot of workshops here, um, which if you're listening to this, maybe you've been to one or maybe you've heard of them. But I found my way here via Sydney and via an earlier life in commerce and banking, which didn't work out so well for me. Um, I came to Canberra for a Master's of Environmental Management and Development, uh, which I completed concurrently while being the director here, so it took me much longer than it should have. Um, But I wrote a paper on local food economies, um, which is kind of where my passion lies. A lot of the work that we do here, I like to put through the lens of food because I think it's something that we all obviously have in common. We all eat every day. And um, I like to think of it as our kind of closest connection with nature on a, on a mm. daily basis because you can go for a walk and enjoy the beauty of nature and you can think about how you would feel if that wasn't there. But it's a lot more urgent feeling if you think about not being able to have healthy food. And so if we are thinking about the earth as our provider, then we might want to look after it a bit better. SDG 2. Is that That's right? Good. Yeah. <laughs> there you um, go. We just need to step back a bit because you've kind of just jumped over from doing commerce and banking uh-huh. and then all of a sudden doing a master's in environmental sustainability. Yep. What like what happened? Um, I was very inspired by trying to be the best I could be. And at the time that was following that path into economics and um, it was kind of in my environment, I guess, uh, at high school. So I went straight away, jumped from high school into studying that stuff. I learned very quickly that it wasn't fulfilling me um, in any way. So I guess I went on a bit of a self-exploration journey after that for a while and um, reignited my love of gardening and started a gardening business in Sydney, um, doing a lot of property maintenance and then leaning towards helping people with food gardens a little bit. Um, And yeah, it was... Just, I think I, I started working here at the Environment Centre on a casual basis when I did start my master's at the uni. And um, I was building an ecotherapy garden at Calvary Hospital at the mental health ward. And I just fell in love with the work and um, started taking on more and more here until I delayed my study for a while to, and I was given the opportunity to run the place. And um, yeah, so it was a, a big change. And a lot of people get surprised when they hear that that was my former life I guess or it's still the same life but I think more and more I've realized that the way forward is actually the meeting of these two worlds the environmental and the economic and so while I used to shy away from even talking about that past I think that it can really inform you know bringing things together and and moving forward there's not it's never going to happen if you've got your bankers over here and your tree huggers over on the other side there has to be something in the middle that we all move forward and on my during my seven years here, I'm really excited for now because I've seen it change. Um, I don't feel personally responsible for it, but um, I feel like there's a wider audience that want to hear our message than that was seven years ago. Um, yeah. Sustainability has become mainstream. That's been accelerated in the last 12 to 18 months, given our situation with the pandemic. But even before that, um, just the variety of people that would come through our workshops, it's, it's changed dramatically over time to be very representative of the whole community so um that's really exciting and i'm quite happy to talk about economics now whereas i used to try and pretend to forget about it yeah yeah (laughs) interesting um so what do we think what are are people going to expect from this podcast yeah well um obviously you're going to hear from julie and i a little bit and our our thoughts on things (laughs) 
<laughs> just a few reflections. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, we're going to really do our best to seek out some really inspiring people. I think people that inspire us and that we hope will inspire you too. Um, our plan is to keep these things reasonably short, 40 minutes, 45 minutes, so that we're not too much of a burden on you. But we're going to interview these people, find out what their story is. They might have written a book. They might be um, giving a lecture. Um, we're going to pick some really interesting people. But we're also going to ask them a set of five questions. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Like a little test at the end. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to start with interviews and then we're going to have a, a little segment for the second half of each podcast where we ask all these very inspiring people the same set of questions. Uh. So should we explore these questions? All right, let's try, let's try. <laughs> what we should also say is that um, listeners, like, feel free to send us in an email if you don't like these questions, maybe, yep. or if you've got an idea for other questions. And once we've got some presenters lined up, um, if people have got specific questions they'd like to ask... Um, yep. If we're organised and we know in advance who we're speaking to, then by all means, listeners can send in questions or requests or suggestions as to who they would like us to go and interview. Who is who is a hero in your local area that we might not have heard of? Yep. Um, that would be awesome as well. Yeah, it would be great if this could be interactive because, yeah, again, yeah. a purpose is to reach out to our audience and um, those listening to this first one probably know of the centre already yeah, um, but might not have had a chance to, you know, offer their opinion yeah and um we're flexible at least i hope i, I know yeah. i am like I've, i'm gonna get things wrong i can't do the splits anymore <laughs> <laughs> you but, know um, we're happy to hear from <laughs> totally. people on their opinions of what we're talking yeah. about um as well as who they would suggest that we bring in because some of these topics are slightly controversial it's shaking people's lives up um yeah. We've had a lot of convenience. We've been quite comfortable. Yeah. And it can hurt to rip that away. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, please give us feedback. All right. Do it. <laughs> so, okay, let's start with, the, should we do question one and we'll ask each other? Let's and do then, it. Okay. So, question one. All right. Congratulations, Ryan. Uh -huh. You have just been elected the president of the world. What is the one change that you try to implement first? President of the Woo! world. Because that right. job exists. That's quite a responsibility. <laughs> Huge. Um, I would think the first change would not be a hard one for me and I would stop immediately digging any fossil fuels out of the earth. Yeah. Um, I just can't stand the, the thought and the sight of those big scars on our landscape. And um, They're massive holes. Oh, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And um, we obviously have set up our society in a way that we need them, mm. so we need to change a lot of things, our design and our industry and our own behaviours. But I would say, let's just do it right now. Here we go. We don't need to dig out anymore. Um, that goes for gas, coal. I would almost extend it to some of our other things, but let's not go there just yet. I would say the, yeah, stop digging up fossil fuels. Let's work it all out. Okay. Do you know what mine is? Please do. So, okay. Julie, you've just been elected the president yes. of the world. What just is what the first thing you would change? <laughs> okay. So... I would make it mandatory for everyone to volunteer, but I think it might not be volunteer. I'm thinking it might be a paid volunteer position. Mm -hmm. Everyone to spend time in their local area, so say maybe three or four hours a week, like just cleaning up their local area. It's a great idea. So every single person, so say like I live north side, everyone's got to go to Mount Majuro or Mount, or, um, Mount Ainsley for just a couple of hours a week and you've got to just hang out in nature. Do a bit of cleaning up, do a little bit of weeding, do a little bit of whatever. But I think one of my 
untested theories, mm-hmm. but I'll just put it out there, Ryan, <laughs> is that if people, and okay, we might need to force them to begin with, but if they're forced to spend some time out in the environment and showing care and appreciation for the natural world, like people start to fall back in love with mm-hmm. nature. And then if we fall back in love with nature, then I feel so many other bits of the puzzle can be made pretty quickly like we'll go right well we need to protect this and we need to respect it and we need to um really just be at one with it Mm. and so by getting everyone out there and going right well let's all do some tree planting let's all do some weed pulling let's all do whatever it is and everyone has to do it then i think that could be could be super cool that's very lovely so i've said something that we should stop doing so you said something that we should start doing (laughs) yes (laughs) wonderful yeah um and that's definitely something we agree on yeah. 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 Um, all right. So there you go. So, okay. Question number two. Question number two. So, remember, these are questions we're going to ask all the um, heroes that come on. Mm-hmm. So, they're going to have time to think about these questions also. Um, so, it's 2030. Describe the world that you see around you. All right. So, the world around me in 2030, I would see food growing everywhere I look. Uh, yeah. I'd see uh, edible infrastructure. Wow. Um, yeah. Tell me about that. What is that? Well, I think it's a theory that needs fleshing out. Um, but um, the trees that we plant for wind protection around our city are for beauty, for all sorts of things. How wonderful if we could also eat the fruit of them or the nuts or whatever it may yeah, be. So like multi-purpose. Multi-purpose yep. and just food. Everywhere at the moment, our food has to travel so far to get to us. Um, especially in Canberra. Especially in Canberra. Like, isn't it something to do with our food miles are quite... Oh, it's huge. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I'd like to give us the benefit of the doubt. There's lots of reasons why we shouldn't have edible fruit trees everywhere for mess on the ground or whatever it might be. But I'd like to think that if we... It's 2030, so we've had time to prepare ourselves. Nine years. That, that everywhere we look, we're thinking about growing food as much as we're thinking about eating it yeah okay um so when i look around me in 2030 all i see is nutrient dense organic food everywhere i look like all the pavements have been ripped up and they're all food growing hubs and there's food growing on the roofs and totally yeah um yeah. it might be a stretch but that's what we're doing isn't it yeah um, yeah <laughs> mine so mine's really similar actually okay. like it's 2030 and it's just green space yep. like there is green space everywhere and yes okay we've got buildings and stuff but like we just really have amped up the green space mm-hmm. and it's maybe green's not the right way because yes we might not have enough rain to Make sure it's all verdant green. But the whole idea that you've got nature, pockets of nature that coexist and yep. that we deliberately build into our environment, um, I think is that's exactly what there is. And so then there's birds everywhere and then you can hear frogs and then there are there's just nature yep. everywhere and it's part of who we are. So, yeah, there's like there's less big roads being built. There's less cars around. There is just more more space to breathe. Yeah. And that'd that'd take us back to your first one. If we're surrounded by nature, it's a lot easier to respect it and take care of it. Totally, totally. Yeah, yep. rather than being disconnected. So there you go. We've got green space and food all around us in 2030. There's probably people riding bicycles around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unicycles as well. <laughs> Unicycles. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of scooters. There's yeah. like yeah, totally, totally. Um, beautiful. Um, all right. What's question number three, Julie? Um, who are your environmental heroes, Ryan? Wow, that's a big one, isn't it? 
um, and it leads us into all the people we're going to be interviewing in the coming podcasts. I might just start with one. I would say my environmental hero, number one, is a gardening hero in Costa Georgiatis. The best beard on television. (laughs) So the beard is something (laughs) for me to aspire to. (laughs) Uh, But also, I just love the way that he has taken, probably not on his own, probably with a bit of help, but he's taken gardening and turned it into sustainability. Yeah. Because um, it's yeah. A, a show that my parents used to watch on the ABC. Yeah. Um, it's something that I love to see as well because um, it's just a hobby of mine, gardening. Um, but just the way that he's made sustainability at the forefront of everything he does. And more than that, the way that he selflessly shares stories. So not only does he go on TV, he travels all around Australia, obviously perhaps not so much in the last 12 months, but he'll go to any school fate that asks him. He'll go to any community garden. Yeah. As long as you give him much notice, enough notice, yeah. he'll show up, he'll put on a show. And his thing, when he's spoken for us a few times, and he's said that sometimes he feels bad. I remember this was years ago. He'd say that he felt bad because he was flying around or driving around to a lot of places. Yeah. And his way of offsetting those emissions for himself was to share the stories from the last place that he'd been to, to the new place. Oh, that is so, and so awesome. he's moving around, like just telling, just sharing the beautiful things that are happening around sustainability in communities all around Australia. And that's just totally inspiring. And that's one of the reasons I'm interested in doing this podcast and doing this work yeah. is just like telling those positive stories again and again and again. There's never any negativity with him. Yeah. It's all, um, it's all hope and possibility. And um, yeah, that's what, that's what makes him so inspiring to me. I love, I love the idea of sharing stories. Mm. I love it. And I, I like, I love how you take a story with you and then bring it to someone else. And through that people learn, because I think it is those shared stories and the stories we tell ourselves about what is possible. Mm-hmm. Like the more we can, the more we can have those, those stories around us and surrounding us and saying, well, this is possible and this is the story of the future and it's a great story, then the more we all participate in and the more we all start to change because we believe that that is the future that we can have, right? Totally. All we are are our stories, our agreed stories, right, is our society. So if we agree to what we want things to look like in 2030, then we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. What about your environmental hero or heroes? (sighs) Oh, God, so many, so many. Because, again, like I feel such a late bloomer to this space. Um, My parents have always been big gardeners, but I I read a lot as Uh a child and as a teenager would just be inside reading nonstop Mm -hmm. and not really environmental books. So I feel... um, I feel now like being old and three kids, like I have so much to learn and there's so many books that I need to get my teeth into and so many heroes that I'm yet to discover because Mm -hmm. I think there's just so, there's so many of them. But the one that I want to talk about this morning um, is Jane Goodall. Um, I know you just can't go wrong. And, and I read like a, um, just a one page summary of her last night to my 10 year old, who's got a book on, um, inspiring women mm-hmm. um, and it happened to have a page on Jane and that happened to the page that my daughter was up to and so we read it last night and man like could you imagine just going I'm going off to Tanzania and I'm going to sit here and I'm really going to work out the behavior of chimpanzees and understand how they act and like that like that selfless 
you know, every day I'm going to go to the same place and observe and watch. And I just think what we've all gained from her doing that is absolutely phenomenal, mm. like just incredible. And, you know, I look at her now and I think, gosh, I hope, um, I worry that we're disappointing her. Like I just think, mm. you know, we're not all living up to like this incredible love for the natural world that we should be because that's what she showed us. Yeah. Like I just think oh, what, an, what an incredible, inspiring, fantastic human being. Yeah, it's, oh, what an inspiring lady and a life lived with intent and purpose, yes. right? Yes, yes. And yeah. still to this day, yeah. Um, yeah, she hasn't given up on us, even though we haven't listened. No, I know, <laughs> I know. Like David Attenborough, like, exactly. Oh my god, uh, David Suzuki's another one. Oh, amazing! Oh. I heard him talk about. Gosh, it must be about twenty years ago now. Oh, it brought a tear to my eye. Like, oh, yeah. like might have been multiple tears. Like, yep. Just, just amazing, amazing. Mm. Imagine seeing us getting worse, which is what I believe mm. is happening, and. Um, I believe we can still turn it around. Totally. But still saying that message, watching it over decades and just been saying the same thing. And they, they could they could take a rest if they wanted to. Yeah. They were getting on in years, but yeah. they won't ever stop talking. No. Um, and who are our new um, David Suzuki's? And hopefully that's what we're going to find. We're going to find. We're going to find them. Yeah. I reckon Canberra's got plenty of them. We've got a Jane Goodall of the future yep. hiding away in here. Totally. Totally. <laughs> and that's going to be so exciting. Yes. All right. Well, so many more heroes to talk about in the coming weeks. Yes. 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 Because, again, because we'll ask our heroes, our local heroes, we're going to ask them this question and then we're going to have an incredible list. By mm. the end of the year, imagine all of the heroes oh. and all of the books we're going to have to read. Yeah, and imagine all that the... bedside table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me think, thinking about the names we've just thrown out there, that heroes are people that have inspired us, right? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, it's interesting. They're not just people that have done great stuff. They're people that inspire us to do great stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good point. Mm. Yeah. All right, what have we got next, Julie? So, Ryan, what's your hot tip? You've got one. One hot tip uh-huh. for being more environmentally friendly or just environmentally aware. Mm. Well, it's funny that you mentioned earlier because... I did do a five seconds prep for this and I thought I was going to tell people that they should reconnect with nature every day, oh. which is great. It seems we're on the same I'm page. Because now I'm president of the world, people. Yes, <laughs> but uh, since that's been taken care of already, um, I would take it a step further and say, grow some of your own food, even if it is parsley on the balcony or the windowsill of your apartment, wherever you live, whatever you're doing, or come down to the community garden here at the Canberra Environment Centre or anywhere in Canberra. And it's just such a beautiful way to re-establish yeah. or, if, or reaffirm your relationship with the earth as something that gives something to you and so that you need to nurture. And you just learn so much by growing one little herb plant and then eating it on your dinner and being grateful to the earth for, for giving you that. And it's really not hard to start, is it? So easy. So, so simple. Planting a seed. So I feel like we, we get away with a lot here at the Canberra Environment Centre because everything that we're teaching people to do is really simple stuff that people have done forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, planting yeah. a seed is one of the simplest things we can do. Yeah, totally. And um, so we just want to give people the confidence to remember that it's in your DNA. Yeah, yeah. We, um, for hundreds of thousands of years, have interacted with the earth to sustain ourselves. We just forgot that little bit where we need to sustain the earth to sustain us. Totally, totally. Um, so, yeah, that's my hot tip. What about yours, Julie? So, so maybe similar. Um, mine's just 
just it doesn't have to be big mm. like i feel sometimes we can be paralyzed with inaction because we just go oh it's just too hard and there's too many things to change and where do you even begin mm-hmm. and that's what i totally don't want people to take away from this podcast like yep. that oh gosh you've got to you know you have to be working in the field of sustainability or you have to have a degree in sustainability or you need to really have been at one with the environment for 20 years and if you're not well then you can't and i think mm. no like it's it's as simple as just Starting to remember to turn off the light switch. Starting yep. to remember to go, well, I can turn the thermostat down just a little bit yep. today. Like, or, I don't know, like we'll talk about clothes at some stage, I'm, st- I'm sure. So mm-hmm. maybe it'll be, maybe I can wear that T-shirt a little bit longer before I wash it. Yep. You know, simple, simple everyday actions that are small, but when you add them all up, it yep. actually does amount to a lot. Oh, so yeah. I, I kind of, I just want to encourage people to do what... Whatever it is they're capable of doing right now, just start doing it mm-hmm. and stick with it. Like, if it. you can do that, then yep. yay, you're a hero in my book. Just do one thing. Just do one thing I and think, off yeah. you go. Responsibility is a beautiful word there, isn't it? Take yeah. responsibility for one thing. Give yeah. up one convenience perhaps. Yep. And um, yep. Walk one day. Yep. Catch the bus one day. Yep. Just, yeah. It's a lot of those things that make our life really convenient and comfortable that tend to be the most destructive environmentally. If we, not all the time, but often, if we take responsibility for either walking or wearing that shirt a bit longer or whatever it is, then we're thinking about our relationship again with the the whole place. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Nice. Simple tips for everyone. That's what we're about as well, isn't it? It doesn't have to be complex and you don't have to have ever thought about these things before. You might have found this podcast by accident. Um, Yay. <laughs> it's unlikely, but maybe. Maybe later <laughs> on down the track. Someone has passed this to you and said, listen to it. Um, it's going to change your life. <laughs> yeah. But that's the, that's always been our, our mantra, at the Canberra right? Environment Centre. Our mantra has been to engage the unengaged. And it's yeah, the yeah. hardest thing to do. Yeah. But um, if you've never thought about these things before. It doesn't matter. We're exactly, you're, you're who we want to talk to. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, everyone needs to be involved Yeah. Yep. to get this going. And there is no... Yeah, you don't need qualifications to be an environmental hero. No. You just have to decide to, yeah. Well, it's being deliberate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I yeah. think that's right. Like it's that deliberate choice and that intention and that this is what I want to leave the place like at the end. Yep, like having that so. in your mind and your forefront of your mind. Yep. It's a good thing. Oh, it's a yeah. good thing. Leave it better than you found yeah. it. Yeah. Would that be? So our last question. <laughs> Last question is, what is your like slogan or quote or key message uh-huh. that you want to leave our listeners with? Yep. So if that, would it be live with intent or would you have something else? I've got quite a, I've got one. Yeah, okay. Um, and it is buy less stuff. Uh, it's nice and simple. It's one that I try to remind myself of as much as possible is we've created so much stuff. So much stuff. Yeah, and a lot of it we don't need. A lot of it we don't even know we're buying. Yeah. It's just happening. Yeah. Uh, we're involved in the, this little world that we've created for ourselves, which doesn't mean it's the way it always has to be. But the beautiful thing about the way we have set it up is that as consumers, if we stop buying stuff, it stops getting made. Yeah. And then we can take stock of what we have already made. We can fix it. We can share it. We can do whatever we need to do. But um, just that first thought of, I need to run out to Bunnings to get this, to do this job is just a pause in there as in like 
is there another way? Yeah, Buy yeah. Buy less yeah. stuff. That's my slogan. Yeah, what about you, Julie? Nice. Mine is, um, so maybe mine is, is linked to this intent and this be deliberate because I think we all need to be the change that mm-hmm. you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. So if, if you can... If you can be that change yourself, then yay. Like yep. don't just go, well, I want the world to be like this and leave it for someone else. Yep. You need to also then, as we were talking about responsibility, like yep. you then need to go, okay, well, then I need to live according to that and I need to be that change. So, yep. yeah, again, living with intent, being responsible, thinking about buying less stuff, buying less stuff, not yep. just thinking, like being, <laughs> like being that change is um, – yeah, I reckon that's really powerful. Yeah. And then you kind of like you grab control back. Yep. Like it's you're the one making the decisions and you're in control. It's not someone else. It's it's you and it's your life and how you live it. And so mm. yeah, I think I love it. Um, and and being kind to yourself as well because Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all going to make <clears throat> mistakes and yeah. no one's ever going to do this perfect and chances are it is going to be a bit gooey and uh sticky as we try to change these things and I really love the that's I think it's a permaculture quote it's like start where you are do what you can yeah 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 that's beautiful and um I agree yeah just start with something small like you say so start by listening to this podcast perfect I know (laughs) and then send us a line tell us who you would like to have on this podcast that could be the next thing you could do Mm -hmm. share the podcast yep that would be awesome and then we can just keep talking with amazing amazing Canberra people yep sharing their story getting their stories out there getting more people to go that is awesome I reckon I can do that too yep and then before you know it I'm so excited we're living in 2030 (laughs) we're gonna talk to some incredible people aren't we yep all yep. the way through to 2030. All the way through. <laughs> We've got nine years of this, people. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. Oh, I'm so, so that's excited. It. Yeah. That's so, it. podcast uh, number one. Podcast number one. So, info at canberraenvironment.org. Send us an email. Jump on our Facebook page, Canberra Environment Center. And um, yeah, tell us who you want us to interview. Give us some feedback or uh, just tell us your hero or your story. Yeah. And, um, and we'll bring you some more in the coming weeks. Awesome. Thanks, See Julie. you next time. Bye. Bye. Local environment heroes saving the trees and the bees and doing it daily.